Anticast listeners are reminded to refrain from consumption of hot beverages while listening to this podcast. Failure to comply may result in coughing, gagging, nasal expulsion, and damage to clothing and furniture and small domestic pets. Thank you and enjoy the show. Okay, it's Anticast 46 starting to record now. Send the tweet. Ah, oh, man, Twitter, give me a break. Oh, wait, wait, we're on? Oh, okay. Hey, this is Andy, AndyCast46, coming at you right now. It's AndyCast. It's AndyCast. It's the AndyCast. It's the AndyCast podcast. With your host. Theme song finished. Beginning show send tweet. Okay. Hey, welcome. It's Andy Cast number 46. Finally. Finally. And all that rack was just me getting away that prop keyboard. Well, <laughs> thank you for showing up. Thank you for staying subscribed and welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a fine, fine feast of frivolity and foulness for you this uh this funky Andy cast. Um, want to start off with a couple of news stories that uh, kind of like found kind of uh, chuckly. A uh, a 42 year old German man was so enraged by a foul during his son's soccer match, he invaded the soccer pitch and felled an eight year old with a karate kick, then jumped on him and pummeled him. Um, spectators, mostly parents of the children playing in the indoor match, piled in behind the angry spectator to restrain him and prevent any serious injury to the boy. The boy suffered bruising and grazes, but was otherwise unharmed. However, the 42-year-old German man was severely pummeled by the rest of the crowd and thrown in jail and given a stiff poker where the sun don't shine. In another story, dozens of chickens went missing from a remote West Bengal village. Everyone blamed the neighborhood dogs. But the owner of the missing chickens eventually solved the puzzle when he caught his cow a sacred animal in the Hindu family, gobbling up several of the chickens at night. We were shocked to see our calf eating chickens alive, farmer told Reuters by phone from the Chandapur village. I'll be back after the uninformed biography. We'll uh, run through the poll, and we've got uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, few things to take care of at the end, so I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, I'm Yashmengi, one half of the Happy Traveling Wanderers, and you're about to listen to yet another uninformed biography with your host, Pete Morse, a good personal friend of mine, and always welcome at my home because he brings the cabbage rolls and coffee. The uninformed biography, who knows how it really went down anyway. 
uninformed biography. Who the hell knows how it went down anyway? Hello and welcome once again to yet another Uninformed Biography. I'm your host, Pete Moss. This time we focus our lens of misinformation on Podshow CEO Ron Bloom. As this is an Uninformed Biography, we will present a brief biography of Ron with absolutely no research nor any contact with him whatsoever and without his knowledge or consent. All Uninformed Biographies are presented for pure entertainment purposes and any information that is in fact correct is purely coincidental and unintentional. Any rebroadcast in full or in part without the consent of the Andycast podcast, though probably unlikely, is not a good idea anyway. And, as always, please, no wagering. So, clear your minds of any misconceptions or predictions, ease the feet out of the Barker Lounger, grab a snifter of your finest Australian wine as we jump feet first into the life and times that never were of Podshow CEO Ron Bloom. Ronald was born at a very early age and recalls very little of his early days. Born the only son of kangaroo farmers in Wallabaloo, New South Wales, Australia, Ron learned at an early age what being in the centre of controversy was all about. Ms. Laura Zed, a neighbouring farmer, had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks... So different, eh? To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. Ouch! It seems that kangaroos in Australia, though beautiful and bouncy, are in fact considered somewhat of a nuisance to the farming community there. The Bloom Kangaroo Farm was constantly the centre of one protest or another. The local farmers would protest the Bloom's free-range ruse idea. It seems that kangaroos easily hopped over the 16-inch security fence and would feast on fields and fields of crops of the neighbouring farmers. The Australian Association of Animals, or AAA, the Australian version of PETA, would constantly rally at the Bloom Farm to protest the sale of the Bloom kangaroos to Skippy Core. In America, Skippy is the company that produces peanut butter. In Australia, it is the company that processes kangaroos into ground chuck, which subsequently makes its way back to America in the form of hamburger meat, which has been supplied to several major fast-food outlets. One particular protesty day, young Ron had had enough. He was determined to find something that would not only get the protesters off the collective family's backs, but also create a new industry for his family to survive on. He began his research in the backyard garden. Time and time again, veggie after veggie, Ron could not come up with an idea. It was quite by accident that Ron stumbled upon the item that would catapult he and his family from being the most hated to the most loved in the Australian farming community. It was while experimenting with carrots that young Ron realized that planting onions alongside his carrots kept most of the vermin, rodents, and siblings away from his prized experimental crops. One morning, while testing out various grill and deep-fry techniques on his carrots, Ron accidentally dropped an onion into the deep-fry vat with a splash of hot oil that singed the hair of his left eyebrow, narrowly avoiding any serious injury. It is an artifact that Ron still sports to this day. As Ron was fishing out the contaminated onion, he smelled a most wonderful sight. 
The aroma of a rural country fair fried onion reached his nose, triggering within him very fond memories and taking him back to a very happy place. It seems the high heat of the oil caused the onion to slightly separate its layers and open up into a flowery shape. It was heaven to see and to smell. Impulsively, Ron grabbed one of the protruding slivers of onion and tasted it. Heavenly. The flavor was nothing that he had ever tasted. Ron knew that this was it. This would be the one thing that would get the farmers and the AAA off their backs for good and allow the family to prosper. But what to call it? Ron ran at full speed into the kitchen with the item that would bring fame and fortune to his family. Upon arrival to the kitchen, Ron placed the deep-fried item in front of his puzzled parents who said, So, what's the deal with the blooming onion? Ron had found the name he was seeking. He sold his parents on the idea, whom immediately set the wheels in motion to change the farm over from kangaroos to onions. But fate would play its hand of four aces and say, Now hold on there, Baba Louie. It seems the Bloom's idea to start anew was to begin by releasing all the kangaroos into the wild. Hundreds and hundreds of these hopping marsupials invaded the surrounding territory. The neighboring farmers had finally had enough. Several thousand of them descended upon the farm as the Bloom family were having a celebratory dinner at a steakhouse in the outback. It was in a conversation with the owner of that outback steakhouse in that the Bloom and Onion was first sold. The family was elated. They inked an $8.85 million deal with the restaurant owner for the exclusive sale of Bloomin' Onions, a number that would loom large in Ron's future. Upon return to the remains of the Bloom Ranch, the family was devastated at the destruction. Even little Ronnie's garden had been solidly tromped upon. However, miraculously, none of his onions had been touched. A single ray of hope for the Bloom family. Several years later, Ron became bored with onion farming and moved to America to use his keen business mind to develop and nurture, much like his prized onions, a new and burgeoning opportunity known then as the Internet. It was in one of these Internet companies that Ron met a cocky, larger-than-life former MTV VJ known as Adam Curry, and the rest, as they say, is history. Ron is the CEO and business side of Podshow, and can be found hanging out under the Golden Gate Bridge where he maintains a small garden of his blooming onions for consumption at Podshow headquarters in San Francisco. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Uninformed Biography found exclusively on the AndyCast podcast. I'm your host, Pete Moss. May the stars always be above you unless you are upside down. The Uninformed Biography how it really went down anyway The Uninformed Biography Who the hell knows how it went down anyway I'll give you two guesses who's not getting a pod, pod show contract anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, let's have a look at the poll we put up last time. Um, I'm just terrible at thinking of new polls, so I asked uh, you guys, uh, use guys, as they say in the trailer parks, um, 
What would be an interesting poll? We had a phenomenal 16 people come and leave their uh, ideas. Uh, no one picked uh, oddest news headline you've read. I guess no one reads anymore. Um, somebody suggested, um, uh, who cut your hair? That sounds interesting. I, I, of course, I of course won't be answering that particular poll because uh, I, in fact, uh, don't cut my hair and no one else does. <laughs> Somebody else suggested fishing poll. I have no I. Oh, what would be an interesting poll topic? A fishing poll. Ah, very clever, very clever. Uh, two people suggested ponytails. Um... Not quite sure what that, uh, how that ends up being a poll topic, but um, uh, three people. We've got a four-way tie for first. Three people suggesting each of these items. The most unusual place you've woken up. That was a contributed one. I think that's very clever. Um, why do you listen to the Andy cast? I'd like to know that also. It, uh, it puzzles me. Um, the most ripped off at the Oscars. Now, I, I, I think I put this one in here because I think... That there are several movies that were clearly, clearly underrepresented at the Oscars, and I think I think this is something that we could bring up and discuss. And uh, topping the poll uh, again, another three best meal while naked. We'll uh, throw one of those puppies up there for next time. I think we'll go with the uh, with the. Um, Let's try it. Uh, what was, what's your best meal while naked? Okay, so come to www.andycast.net. Look in the top left hand. Well, it's not quite. The, it's on the left hand side anyway. Look down there, find the poll, and uh, let me know how you feel about things. And um, we'll, uh, we'll have that to discuss next time. Well, the old brontosaurus on the wall tells me that it's uh, it's time to go. It's uh, that's it for AndyCast number forty-six. Just a few things to tie up here at the end. I want to thank uh, in advance uh, Ron Bloom and the folks over at Pod Show. Hope they enjoyed the uh, the uninformed biography of Mister Bloom. And I also want to thank Daryl Incognito of the Pod Dog Podcast for being such a great sport and even commenting on the website for the, for his uninformed biography last time. Also want to thank Matt Hyde from the Hyde Pod podcast. And Matt, uh, I'm very sorry to cause you so much angst uh, with your uh, commuting peers there in uh, in England. Thank you very much to the Scarborough Dude from Dixon Jane's podcast, who had some very kind words and uh, a few recommendations of uh, the show to uh, his audience. Uh, I tip my hat off to you uh, there, Scarborough Dude. Can't wait to uh, uh, spend some time in uh, at the uh, podcasters across borders in uh, Kingston in, in June. Uh, should be a good time. Thank you to Sydney from the Marvel Cast for listening and uh, not being too grown up. Thanks to Doug over at Green Acres uh, Podcast for listening. He's a brand, you know, I don't, he may be a brand new listener. Finally, he admitted to me that he listens to the show, so <laughs> he's new to me. <laughs> thank you very much for listening, Douglas. Also want to thank Chris Moody, uh, both in real life and in second life, uh, for listening to the show and IMing and uh, just you know basically keeping in touch. I've got a little bit. You'll hear a little more from Chris a little later on. He's asked me to run a promo for him uh, on his new podcast, so I think I'll uh, indulge him. Thank you very much to the Truth Seeker Diva, Danny, and uh, 
from, uh, you guessed it, the True Seekers Podcast. <laughs> Thanks to all the people who endure my drivel on uh, Twitter. And uh, you, if you want, you can be my friend or just follow me on uh, at twitter.com slash andycaster, just to throw people off. I'd invite every and anyone to uh, show up at the uh, at the Andycast blog. Uh, Andy, no, it's not, it's not really Andycast blog because that would be our podcast site. It's really my own personal blog, um, andy.andycast.net. And uh, Charles, I will get some more things in there. Others aside from my uh, Twitter updates, I promise. It's it's not like anything you've ever read. Uh, please stop by the AndyCast website, www.andycast.net, and leave a comment on the show, uh, on this one or on any of the shows. Um, uh, you know, throw me a loop. Uh, put a comment on this show on show number 47. Who knows? <laughs> Which hasn't even been recorded yet. <laughs> please, uh, if you if you so desire, uh, you can call uh, Seattle. I'll, I'll see if I can shuffle out there uh, to answer the phone. 206-339-2639. That's 206 206- 339-A-N-D-Y on your phone pad, keypad. Uh, you can also send email um, or self-recordings, self-portraits, pictures of your city skyline, or really anything that you can think of to andycast at gmail.com. And if you are on the Andycast site right now, hi, welcome. <laughs> How's it going? And if you have a microphone attached to your computer, why don't you click on either the little audio button or the little MyChinko and just leave a little uh, high-quality uh, voice recording there? Uh, that would be funky. I'll, I'll be sure to include it in the show. And if you do like what you hear here, 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 uh, uh, invite some other people and tell them what uh, the Andycast is all about and tell them what uh, podcasting is all about. Um, you know, the more right now it's, it's all uh, word of mouth. So the more word you get, the more mouths hear what I'm saying. That hardly even makes sense. Anyways, thank you again for listening and for staying subscribed. And I look forward to bringing show number 47 to you very, very soon. And please stay, please hang on. We've got um, a, uh, a promo from, uh, from Chris Moody, who's uh, got a new uh, podcast starting. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've written the next Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings and having problems finding a publisher or agent to agree? What do you do to get your story out there to the public? Join me as I talk to authors who decided to release their books in podcast format, why they decided to do it, and what equipment and software they used. Come join in on the conversation at patiobookchat.chrismoody.net. Hey, Boo-Boo. Yes, Yogi. I think it's time for some outtakes, don't you think? Gee, I don't know, Yogi. Hey, what do you mean, Boo-Boo? It's the best part of this whole damn podcast. Ron learned at an elite... Born the only son of kangaroo farmers in Wallabaloo, New South Wales. Australia. I guess I should put that all together. Born the son... Born, born to be wild... Of the neighboring farmers, and I don't know what the hell I'm saying. In America, Skippy is the name that a... It was while he... Fry that with a... With a... One morning, while testing out various grilling... And As Ron was fishing out the content... The aroma of a rural country fair... 
The aroma of a rural... <laughs> the aroma of a rural county fair fried onion reached his nose, triggering him... The aroma of a rural... <laughs> the aroma of a country fair fried... <laughs> Stop it. It's not kosher. This would be the one thing that would they get... <laughs> he sold his parents on the... Ad... It seems that Ron's idea to start a new was to begin. Upon return to the remains of the Bloom Ranch, the farm. Upon return to the remains. It was one of these internet companies that Ron met a khaki larger than life. Ron Bloom is the CEO and business side of Podshow at www.podshow.com and can be found hanging around under the garden. Ron is the CEO and business side of Podshow at www.podshow.com and can be found hanging out. I need to redo that. The aroma. 